Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, hey, welcome back, everybody. We are episode 49 of the Announcer Schedule Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Gill, along with the face, the voice, you know him as at Announcer Skid, but I know him as Phil DeMont Mollen, and we are back with another week of Announcer News, Notes, and Opinions here on the Announcer Schedules Podcast. Before we get to Phil, I want to remind you to like, rate, review, subscribe this very podcast. The more you like, rate, review, subscribe, and the five stars is way better than those one stars, which I don't think we've been getting, but if you give us the five stars, if you like, if you subscribe to the podcast, it moves us up the algorithm, and more people can listen to it and hear what Phil is doing at announcer Skeds. What's going on, Phil? He is about to head on vacation. The the the, the Twitter feed is shutting down. Yeah, you know, just an early heads up to folks who will be listening to this. Announcer Skeds is going to take a vacation. Imagine that. You know, so be on vacation through Memorial Day. We'll be back up and running on. June the 1st with all the tweets and all the, you know, the activity around the announcer world, but I'm going overseas. I'm going to try to shut off the phone, disconnect the best I can, and hopefully people will still be able to, to get their announcer fixed. And I know, you know, we'll have a show next week uh, with you running the show. Uh, episode you, 50, Mike, you get the chance to do that one. Wow, the silver. Uh, have you ever shut down the feed before, or would this be the first time since it's been born? I think there was one other summer vacation I did it just that was more for my own sanity not because I was going to a faraway place or anything like that I just needed the the break uh in to uh take a little break so I did it during the summer I took maybe a whole month or so off and got it back going come preseason football with the Hall of Fame game but you know other than that you know it's pretty much a, a 365 day endeavor and labor of love yeah, well, everybody's enjoying it. Uh, obviously, uh, when you take a look at announcer skids, 27,000 followers, over 27,000 followers. We thank all of the people who follow along and all the announcers out there who listen uh, for insight and tips. We had a great interview last week. Uh, we got to tra- talk to Mark Jones. So if you missed Mark Jones, uh, he was on the podcast. You could check that out in our archives. Uh, you can also go back and listen to what I thought was a great conversation um, from way back with Larry Colmas, who just did the Kentucky Derby. Um, we talked to Bill, uh, excuse me, uh, Tom McGinnis on uh, what was like traveling during the Christmas holidays when he called uh, the Sixers this year. Mike Cousins, Andrew Catalan, Tom McCarthy, the great Barry Tompkins, uh, Roxy Bernstein, Mark Hestischer. Rick Allen, for the NASCAR fan out there, awesome stories from him. Kevin Kugler, Bob Wachusa, John Forslund. So go back to our archives and listen to their journeys here on the Announcer Schedules podcast. Well, we're at episode 49, and we're at the conference finals. And back on episode 48, we mused about who will be the TNT number one crew. They really didn't announce it, but last night, we're recording on Thursday, we got a chance to see it was Kevin Harlan, Reggie Miller, Stan Van Gundy, and Allie LaForce for the second straight season. 
Yeah, that's right. So, you know, the announcement did eventually come, but it wasn't really announced in advance in any way. And, you know, we were going back and forth as far as the the possibilities here. And kind of what made us wondering, I think, as much as anything, was the fact that Brian Anderson called the NBA All-Star Game this season. And Kevin Harlan had done that that Saturday night at the All-Star Weekend. But they ended up going with, you know, probably if you were to handicap this thing in, in Vegas, you know, who would be the Eastern Conference Finals announcing team on TNT uh, the the favorites probably uh, came through, and it's the same group as last year. It is another three-person booth with Harlan, Reggie Miller, and Stan Van Gundy. So uh, another big opportunity for for Stan Van Gundy, Ali LaForce on the sidelines. And it just sort of reinforces what we talked about a little bit last week as well to me that, you know, there's no real clear number one. I guess some could argue Harlan's the number one uh, on Turner because – he has this assignment of the, the conference finals, but you can make the argument for, for Brian Anderson because he got the, the all-star game and also Ian Eagle, of course, you know, although, you know, I, I believe that contracts mainly with, with CBS for the, for the March madness and the final four succeeding Jim Nance, you know, the three of them really, you know, are, you know, uh, one, a one B one C, however you want to, to slice it. So a, Good problem to have if you're the folks at Warner Brothers Discovery and, and Turner and and so forth. But uh, Harlan Miller, Van Gundy, and LaForce for this Heat Celtics series. Yeah, we got a vintage Kevin Harlan here. Actually, I say vintage. I don't know that I ever heard him pull out this call. Into Horford. Shot clock at three. Jimmy freaking Butler. I mean, almost caused him to get an FCC violation last night. Kevin Harlan on the call right there. And look, you know, that was an epic moment. The ball rattles around the rim. It goes back up and swooshes back down. And Harlan, I mean, that little stretch back and forth there, he could barely contain himself. It was great energy. Yeah, and you, you hear Miller sort of chuckling in the background because of the direction that, that Harlan went into. But also just the... You know, the marvelous and insane nature of the Jimmy Butler performance yet again. I, he was getting it done all over the place, you know, getting it done on the defensive end, just taking over this game like he's done so many of these playoff games. So as much as it was the actual play and the way the ball bounced up and, and landed on that long three-pointer by Butler, I think Harlan was just saying, this guy in the playoffs, holy smokes, Jimmy Butler, and he, he continues to get it done. And great call there by Harlan. The the followers on Twitter, when I reposted that one, absolutely loved it. They they ate that thing alive. Yeah, it's uh, it, it was a great call. And, uh, of course, Harlan, I said last week, if I was ranking my picks to call the Eastern Conference Finals, he would be my guy. Nothing against the others. I'm just a huge fan of the passion and the energy he brings in moments just like that. Harlan, uh, you had that Harlan. We talked about it last week. Uh, Brian Anderson, Ian Eagle, that trio, uh, they just have some great guys to pick from. But Kevin Harlan uh, brought it last night for that Heat Celtics. ESPN Radio, Dave Pash, Doris Burke, and Ross Gold and Wude uh, on the ESPN Radio call. So uh, you got Doris Burke going from television to the radio here for ESPN Radio. Yeah, and I caught a little of this last night as well. I was driving, and you know, I've got an interest in in the Miami Heat, so I, I was able to track down the ESPN radio call and was listening to Pash and, and Doris Burke, and they were really enjoyable. Doris was really interesting because 
the radio gives her a little more opportunity to just sort of observe some things that she might not have noticed on, on television. If she's locked into the actual, you know, um, you know, just who's got the ball and that kind of thing. And, and she made an observation about Eric Spolstra and Chris Quinn of the Miami Heat coaching staff, just absolutely working one of the referees during the timeouts and, and uh, was able to talk about that. And then the referee like had a makeup call right after that, which was interesting. So, you know, uh, some keen observation there from Doris Burke and uh, yeah, that's, that's a, a, a solid team and interesting how sort of the, television folks move over to the the radio side you know once things open up here you know at the, the conference finals and you know pash i mean talking about a, a road warrior who gets a ton of miles you know throughout the the year of football basketball you name it uh getting it done once again on the play-by-play side as well yeah uh good stuff there on the espn radio in the west we got lakers and nuggets and of course espn abc has that mike breen jeff van gundy mark jackson lisa salters we didn't get jeff gundy in game number one Tell uh, our listeners why. Yeah, Jeff Van Gundy. Well, it was actually Game Seven, Mike, of the right, right, the, the Sixers Celtics. game. I like to forget that game. Yeah, Sorry, you, you've already. Uh, that's good. That's good for the grieving process, Mike. For you to you know kind of block it out that that significantly. But yeah, Jeff Van Gundy missed the Game Seven of Celtics Sixers, and you know this one took a little minute to be announced too. I think there were some. I don't can't remember all the details, but there was some shuffling as far as, you know, game times and networks and things like that. And ultimately that Celtic Sixers game on Sunday game seven, it was a Breen Mark Jackson two man booth without Jeff Van Gundy. And the reason why he had a personal obligation and you know, uh, handed to, to Jeff, as far as making sure he made this event as well, he attended his daughter's graduation on Sunday. So, um, he was able to to fulfill that obligation. Jeff Van Gundy um, back in action with the Lakers in Nuggets. Uh, game two of that series will be tonight as we're taping here on Thursday. And we have another family obligation on the radio side. Mark Kessischer, P.J. Carlissime, George Sedano. But Sean Kelly is going to be jumping in for Kessischer for game three because Kessischer has a family obligation. Yeah, so we'll see Sean Kelly. Uh, we've talked about him quite a bit, you know, now the voice of the Florida Gators as well. But, you know, getting some of these big assignments still for ESPN Radio, which is great that he he's able to pull off both. Also worth noting, if you're listening on ESPN Radio on Friday night, Ross Gold Unwude, who's the reporter for that Pash and Burke team on the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, she won't be calling that game on Friday. It'll be Coley Harvey and... You might recall Coley Harvey. We talked about him a while back because he was one of those intrepid reporters for ESPN on the DeMar Hamlin stuff. And, you know, he's done some sideline reporting on ESPN radio on the NFL side. Um, I, I think some college football as well here and there, maybe even some some TV work also on the sidelines. But this is my first, uh, you know, recollection of him calling an NBA game. And what, what a big assignment, you know, as far as him coming in on a Friday night to pinch hit and we'll get to the WNBA later in the show, but uh, Ross has a WNBA game on, you know, one of the big networks this weekend. And so I'm, I'm guessing because of travel and things like that, that's why Coley Harvey will be filling in there. All right. Conference championships for basketball. Also the Stanley cup playoffs are in their conference championships as well. And uh, Bob was shoes in who was on the podcast. Go back in our feed and listen to that. Uh, Stars defeat the Kraken in a game number seven. 
uh, the 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 NHL playoffs have given us a ton of drama. Yeah, absolutely have, and you know, with Chusen, who we we had on the show, and we got to talk to him about NHL, and you know how it was something you know that was you know at least at ESPN knew for him, you know, obviously because ESPN didn't have the contract all those years and he was so synonymous with college football and, you know, the New York jets and, and things like that college basketball. And he has become absolutely a fan favorite in terms of a play by play announcer on these NHL games. And, you know, his season wrapped up as far as this game seven stars and Kraken, and, you know, kind of a going out with a bang, you know, as far as the end of the season and, you know, he's already looking forward to next year. I, I read read a cool tweet from from Bob. So great stuff from Bob with Susan. Yeah, let's listen to his call as the Kraken Dallas Stars. Dallas wins a game seven. This is how it went down. To the sidewall. Back to the point. Done towards the net. Save Ottinger. It ends up in the corner. Ben has the puck. Clears the zone. Game seven is over. That's Bob with shoes in closing out the Seattle Kraken season. You know, it's only their second year in the league, and uh, they've kind of been a fixture now. Uh, It's like them and Vegas. The league just handed these teams playoff teams and said, hey, fan bases, have a fun. Meanwhile, us here in Philly, we're going through miserable times with the Flyers. But uh, Bob with shoes in on the call. Yeah, and you think about the other teams that are in the the conference finals as well, talking about some – some new blood and that kind of thing, Panthers and, and Hurricanes and the, the East Finals. And so we're heading to the, the conference finals. Those get started tonight. And just like, you know, the NBA, we kind of, you know, the, the road narrows as we go further and further down these playoffs as far as the announcers who are utilized. Yes, let's get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, that will be uh, Kenny Albert, Eddie Olchek, Keith Jones, and Jackie Redmond. Now, Jones, interesting here because he is the new president of the Flyers. Do you remember a team president ever being a part of the broadcast crew? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. You'd have to really dig into some of the the archives there. But, you know, we talked about Keith Jones. You know, it seemed like he took that game off when that whole deal was going down, you know, when we we had the show last week. And, uh, you know, I, I would imagine this is sort of his his grand finale on the on the TV side you know, doing these uh, conference final games. And then it's worth noting the Stanley Cup finals are on TNT as well, so he'll likely be part of that broadcast also. Yeah, by the way, John Forslund, Jim Fox uh, are on the Sports USA call. We had John Forslund was the first ever guest of the Announcer Schedules podcast right around this time last year. He was calling uh, the hockey playoffs, and we had John Forslund uh, Sports USA has the NHL hockey radio rights. You've got the uh, Western Conference Finals, the Golden Knights, and the Stars. That begins tomorrow. We are recording on Thursday. By the way, the Eastern Conference starts tonight. We're recording on Thursday morning. Sean McDonough, who was a guest of the podcast, a uh, recent guest of the podcast, we talked to him right when the playoffs were starting. Ray Ferraro and uh, Emily Kaplan, that's that ESPN ABC crew. And then tell us a little bit about what Sports USA, uh, they've got three different play-by-players for the West. Yeah, using three different play-by-players, I don't know the exact circumstances, you know, whether they're just trying to, you know, spread the wealth around here or if it's logistics or that kind of thing. But Jack Michaels, who's actually, you know, the play-by-player for the Edmonton Oilers on Sportsnet up in Canada, he'll do game one of the West Finals. Pat Foley, game two, and then John Ayler's 
games three through seven. Brian Hayward, the analyst. Nick Olchick, Eddie's son, will be the ice level analyst. He's part of that Kraken uh, broadcast team as well, as is John Forslund. And one more note on Forslund, by the way. You know, he's the voice of the Kraken these days, the Seattle Kraken, who were just eliminated by the Stars. But before he headed over to Seattle, he was the voice for many years of the Carolina Hurricanes. And so now he gets the chance to call the Hurricanes in the Eastern Conference Finals. He told that story how, you know, he went to Carolina and then ultimately to Seattle when he joined us on that that episode last summer. But, you know, cool stuff there and, and great to see Sports USA continuing to uh, you know, provide great coverage of these NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Very cool. Uh, obviously, the Stanley Cup Finals is on TNT. Uh, so is is I would imagine Kenny Albert and that crew will be on that as well. So Keith Jones will he be calling team president calling the Stanley Cup? That would be my guess. I, I think he's probably going to see this thing through, and I'm sure he's not. Um, you know in quite the same lifestyle that he was when he was just an announcer, just an analyst, you know, doing game prep and showing up to these, these games. I'm sure he's on all sorts of, you know, business meetings, conference calls, you know, you name it. But uh, that would be my guess is that he's going to, the fact that he's doing these conference finals, he'd probably likely do the Stanley cup. All right. Baseball, baseball. We had three walk-offs on Wednesday night. We're going to rank the walk-offs. Let's start with this one. The Mets, Gary Cohen as the Mets walk it off against the Rays. Alonzo drives one deep left field. Really going back. It's out of here. And the Mets win it. Into the second deck. Alonzo a three-run shot. And the Mets walk it off for the first time this year. So you got the walk-off there from Gary Cohen, and uh, you got the Mets coming back 8-7. I'm in this Northeast region, Phil, so Mets Twitter has been quite funny for the first 40 games of the season, but they got a positive last night there from Gary. You had the Blue Jays and the Yankees. Dan Schulman, break it down. Here we go. There's Dan Schulman, who many of you would recognize from his Sunday Night Baseball, uh, ESPN NCAA. He's the Blue Jay caller there. So that's number two on the night. And let's go to Houston, where we've got Todd Callis, the voice of the Astros. So there you go. That is the third of three walk-offs last night. That last one from Callis almost sounded like a playoff-type atmosphere in there. Yeah, some some big dramatics as far as, you know, the May 
uh, baseball goes. And you know, they were down six one in that game. Quite the comeback, yeah, no, no doubt. And you know, all three interesting for for a few different reasons to me. You know, um, Gary Cohen, obviously, you know, one of the the absolute best in the business. That's sort of uh, universally agreed upon. You could hear Keith Hernandez in the background there, sort of you know, chuckling a little bit and uh, just being a little giddy, I guess, uh, as far as this big moment for the Mets. I do want to point out the Mets production work that they've been doing this season in particular. They do some really, really unique and creative elements to their production. And I, I encourage folks to to check it out. I've been trying to retweet some of their stuff as far as like their inside the truck um, going ons and so forth, but some really interesting stuff sort of out of the box that I think works really well. And a lot of it is graphically, they, they overlay different images and use music and things like that. And so oftentimes, you know, Gary just sort of sits back and, and lets those, you know, um, elements do the talking. The second one, the Blue Jays call that Blue Jays Yankee series, you know, Dan Shulman, his analyst, Buck Martinez, we all know, uh, those two and Shulman from, you know, off his ESPN work as well. Well, they came into a little bit of controversy, I guess, you know, as far as, you know, calling out Aaron Judge the other night and his glance over to the dugout. And, you know, they, they weren't shy saying, you know, this seems a little, you know, odd here. I, I'm not sure who he's looking at and that kind of thing. So that created a whole to do. And then they had all sorts of fireworks between the the two coaching staffs and things like that you know, the following night and then this walk-off on game three of the series. And then finally, Todd Callis, you know, the the son of the great Harry Callis, who we've talked about on the show a bunch from your um, up your way, an absolute legend in the broadcasting world. And it's cool to see Todd kind of emerge as this sort of play-by-play voice. You know, I had met him a while back when he was the reporter, the on-field reporter for the Tampa Bay Rays, and they would come into – Miami for Rays Marlin series. And, you know, the, the Astros hired him. I, I, you know, I might be wrong, but I, I think most of his experience, at least on the major league level was just as, as a reporter. I mean, he might've done some fill in play by play and that kind of thing. Astros hire him as their primary play by play announcer. And, you know, he's rounded into shape and a great call there. A lot of excitement. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, 
and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, his father, of course, was the longtime voice of the Phillies, but he also did a lot of stuff at NFL Films. For the people who didn't weren't familiar with his work with the Phillies, uh, you heard that voice with NFL Films. He also did Westwood One uh, stuff. His father did, but uh, the son Todd was he was with the Rays. Is, is that we said he was with the Rays, right? And uh, yeah, he, he was, was with the Rays as, the as their reporter. Dwayne Stats is the longtime Rays play-by-play announcer, and Callis was part of that broadcast team. And then then the Astros hired him. You know, it probably like seven, eight years ago, something like that. Yeah. So uh, he he gets that chance with the Rays when they first start. And then when he moved over to the Astros, he got a chance last year to call the World Series against the Phillies. Uh, I think he did some radio stuff for them, uh, you know, because the TV obviously can't do it. But he was got to be a part of that against his father's team. You know, his father started out as the Astros broadcaster and moved uh, into Philadelphia. And, and the story kind of was at the time when he moved to Philly, you know, it was kind of like not well received because he was kind of an outsider. And obviously he became so beloved uh, there's a statue for him, and there's a bar out in the outfield called Harry the K's here in Philadelphia. All right, let's get to the NFL. We've got uh, Matt Ryan news. Matt Ryan, a uh, you know, very good player, very good quarterback, possibly right under the Hall of Fame level, won an MVP. Well, he's going to be going to CBS, and he's going to be kind of filling, it seems, that chair that I guess was the Sean Payton chair. Yeah, so so Matt Ryan to CBS, and you know he'll do some games, and he'll also work in the studio as well. I must say I don't, you know, I haven't like watched Matt do a lot of interviews or things like that, so I don't know that much about say his his personality. Um, you might be able to chime in on that more, just because you you know you follow the the comings and goings of of the league more than I do. But, you know, this is a big uh, gig for him and uh, certainly a big name games. He'll be on some games. We're not sure which ones or with what play-by-play announcer. And then he'll be on a a variety of studio shows as well. CBS has got a bunch of them when you go across all their, their different platforms, but uh, should be interesting, you know, as far as uh, Matt Ryan, another big quarterback uh, heading into uh, the broadcasting world, and 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 just one quick correction, Mike. You know, Sean Payton was with Fox, uh, so so he's That's gone right. now. So I I don't know if this necessarily was filling you know a, a specific spot that was that was open, but Andrew Marchand did report that Ryan was talking to Fox as well 
to fill Sean Payton's uh, vacancy. So kind of kind of interesting here that he ends up at CBS and, you know, we'll see what kind of broadcaster he evolves into. Yes. Uh, uh, Sean Payton over at Fox. Correct. And uh, I guess Matt Ryan was was kind of uh, being um, sought after by both. He chose to go to CBS. I think they were saying I think what I heard was that Ryan uh, that Fox wanted to use him in that role in, in that Sean Payton role. Um, and he ends up choosing to go to CBS. That's right. Um, so there's Matt Ryan there. Some preseason crew announcements. What do we got? Yeah, so we we mentioned this last week with the, the Dolphins crew being uh, announced for the preseason games. It's always kind of interesting to watch these crews because, you know, it, it's a blend of of locals usually, sometimes some some play-by-players, for you know, on the national level, you know, finding a home to do a few games uh, during August and that kind of thing. The Commanders announced a, a new team uh, in their booth. Uh, Chick Hernandez, uh, who's I, I come across his name quite a bit. He's a he's a Washington D.C. local. He'll be on play by play. Does a lot of work for CBS Sports Network, that kind of thing. Uh, he's done some preseason um, work for Washington in the past, being once teamed with Joe Theismann as the analyst. So big name there. And I didn't know this until. I had read it when I looked at the announcement of Chick Hernandez, but Clinton Portis, who was a guy, you know, I worked with way back when he was a student athlete at the University of, of Miami coming out of Gainesville, Florida. Clinton Portis, the, the former uh, NFL running back, he was the sideline reporter last time Hernandez uh, did play-by-play for Washington. Brian Mitchell, the analyst, and then they're going to use Logan Paulson in sort of a field analyst role. Last year's Commander's NFL preseason team, had Kenny Albert as the play-by-play announcer. So we'll see if Kenny, you know, picks up maybe uh, a different NFL preseason assignment. And then also on the Bengals side of things, Mike Watts will once again be their play-by-play announcer for NFL uh, preseason games for the Bengals. Uh, Watts um, is a guy who we see on Westwood One from time to time, does a ton of soccer. I got to work a college soccer game with him uh, last year. And he's also the PA announcer for a lot of the events at Madison Square Garden. You know, so uh, cool stuff there to see see Mike uh, return as the play-by-play announcer for the Bengals for their preseason games, and we'll keep an eye. I'm sure there'll be some more announcements to come in the following weeks here. All right, some news and notes. Uh, PGA is back. I mean, this one, uh, Oak Hill Country Club, Rochester, New York. Uh, how is uh, CBS doing this? And uh, obviously ESPN and ESPN Plus uh, has some coverage as well. Yeah, I must say I'm still kind of adjusting to the calendar, the fact that the PGA Championship happens this time of year. You know, I I was always used to sort of the the rotation of Masters, U.S. Open, British Open, and PGA Championship being the 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 last one. You know, uh, you know, closer to to football season and that kind of thing. But you know, here we go, Oak Hill Country Club uh, up in up in New York. Uh, it's a CBS ESPN split, sort of like what we saw with the Masters. And, you know, we'll see all those familiar names. Uh, Jim Nance, 33rd straight year calling a, a PGA championship, you know, just like he has the long run going with the Masters. Trevor Immelman, uh, this will be his first PGA championship in that, you know, uh, number one seat in the Super Tower. And then a lot of the other uh, familiar names. And then ESPN and ESPN Plus and you know, the ESPN platforms will have most of the Thursday and Friday coverage, also early in the day, Saturday and Sunday. They also have some alternate presentations going, and that's anchored by Scott Van Pelt. And then we'll see guys like 
Curtis Strange, Dave Fleming, you know, who we know as a, as a play-by-play announcer primarily. He'll be a whole announcer, um, you know, for ESPN. Also, Bob Wistusen. So, you know, hey, no rest for the weary. Straight off of hockey and then heading to Rochester to, to call some golf. Bob Wistusen will be one of the whole announcers as well. And an interesting name as far as interviews goes, Marty Smith, who we've talked about from time to time, um, you know, will be part of that crew. And, you know, a lot of the familiar uh, golf voices as well, like Andy North and Bill Kratzer and so forth. So if you're a golf fan, big weekend, once again, PGA Championship. All right, uh, Preakness, one of our former guests of the pod, Larry Comas, uh, he's back for the 148th running. Yeah, real similar to what we saw with the Kentucky Derby as far as NBC and Peacock's announcers and so forth. It'll be hosted by Mike Tirico. Um, Not quite as many of uh, the bells and whistles and sort of ancillary folks that we saw for the Kentucky Derby. That's understandable. It's not not as big of a an, an event, obviously, but it's still part of that triple crown. And, you know, um, Amit Fareed will will be a big part of it. Randy Moss. Um, don't see Eddie Olchick's name. I'm sure that's because of the Stanley Club playoffs going down. And, of course, race caller Larry Colmas, who, you know, one of our all-time favorite interviews, Mike. Great to see him. And it'll be fun to see uh, how he sounds for the Preakness. All right, uh, and let's uh, get down to business with the WNBA. You mentioned them earlier. Let's uh, kind of run it down for the listeners out there. Yeah, regular season tip-off of the WNBA. So we're so we're here in terms of uh, WNBA action. In the first game uh, that will be on network TV for the regular season Friday night with Mark Jones, our most recent guest of the, the podcast, uh, Mercury at the LA Sparks, that's an 11 o'clock Eastern time. If you can't get to sleep on the East Coast on Friday night or you're getting home from the, the bars or what have you, uh, check out Mark Jones, Rebecca Lobo, and Holly Rowe. There's a pair of games on ABC on Saturday, uh, Dream and Dallas Wings with Tiffany Green, Monica McNutt, and Ross Gold on Wude, who we mentioned, you know, uh, doing that ESPN radio game on the NBA playoffs. Well, she's got an ABC assignment for WNBA on Saturday, and then Pam Ward, Andrea Carter, and Holly Rowe for Las Vegas at Seattle is the second game on Saturday, and then one more on Sunday, which is with Ryan Rucco, Rebecca Lobo, and Holly Rowe. Again, you mentioned, or you might have just heard me mention Holly Rowe three times. Well, once again, she's getting it done on the road. Three games, three days, three cities for Holly Rowe on this opening weekend of the WNBA. Very cool. All right, let's go to, um, real quick, the Super uh, Softball Regionals, the NCAA Softball Regionals. This is something that this time of the year, it starts to really populate the television. It does, and it is a growing, and I would say rapidly growing over these last couple of years, uh, uh, property for ESPN. Uh, more and more people are getting turned on to the the sport of college softball. It translates very very well to to television i believe and uh, i think it is going to continue to get bigger and bigger well espn if if games if regionals go kind of their um total distance in terms of the you know the elimination formats and that kind of thing there could be as many as 112 games this weekend across the espn platforms 16 different regional sites um we were able to post the entire play-by-play roster, the 16 different sites 
on the Twitter feed if you want to check those out. But a couple notables, former guests of the podcast, Mike Cousins will be part of that team. Uh, Mark Neely, also Drew Carter, Alex Loeb. Uh, great to see his name. He's a regular with the Longhorn Network. Uh, he comes from University of Miami, WVUM, way back in the day. And uh, Mara Sheridan, Courtney Lyle, Jen Heldreth, uh, Roy Philpot. A lot of familiar names, but great opportunities here as far as 16 different regional sites that ESPN is uh, deploying announcing teams. All to. right, let's go to college baseball, which, uh, again, uh, has some cool things happening here. Going to have a game over at uh, Fenway Park and uh, some familiar names there. Our buddy Mike Monaco, uh, who has been a guest of the pod, going to be on one of the calls. Yeah, Notre Dame versus Boston College at Fenway Park. If you want to tune into that, uh, that's on Friday night at 7 p.m. on the ACC Network. A great cause. It's the ALS Awareness Game. Um, it's the fourth time being played at Fenway Park, 11th time overall. And uh, it's played in honor of a former BC baseball captain um, who uh, had his ALS diagnosis and, you know, just a, a, a tragic deal there as far as, you know, the impact of AOS, but, you know, hopefully more and more awareness will help us find a cure there. Mike Monaco, Mike Rooney in the booth, Danny Wexelham, Wexelman reporting on the Fenway Park field for some college baseball. So sort of an interesting twist there as far as the look of things. All right. And then NASCAR wraps things up for episode 49 this week. Yeah, there's a lot of buzz in the NASCAR world. The historic North Wilkesboro Speedway is making a big comeback. You know, it's been dormant for, for decades now. And the NASCAR All-Star Race is going to take place there. Uh, Fox will have all their bells and whistles. Uh, they had a lot of cool stuff going last week in terms of this throwback weekend in Darlington, including Richard and Kyle Petty both being up in the booth together. Uh, Kyle said that was the first time in their entire lives that they had both been in a television booth at the same time so that was kind of an interesting twist both of them you know obviously huge figures in in nascar and then next week while i'm on the road mike you know what a lot of racing fans consider the greatest day in auto racing if you want to you know go ahead and start kind of planning your day sunday may 28th the sunday before memorial day monaco formula one on ESPN, Indy 500 on NBC, Coca-Cola 600 on Fox. And, uh, yeah, that's just an awesome day that uh, I know race fans are already starting to make their plans for. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that'll wrap up episode 49. Got NASCAR, college baseball, softball, NHL, NBA, MLB. We threw in some football. Got you the Preakness. Excuse me. Yeah, the Preakness. We got the PGA. Whew, we wrapped it all in there. Episode 49. Well, at announcer sketch is going dark for just a little while, but make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe. It really helps out the podcast. Uh, anytime you guys can subscribe to the podcast, get those numbers up. The like button is a big help. Uh, that helps out. Get that thing up the algorithm list, and uh, we can continue to keep pumping this out. Get great guests who tell great stories for all the young uh, broadcasters and people who just like the genre of uh, the announcers and. Uh, obviously, it's a busy time of the year with all the NBA, NHL, MLB crossing over, but we're going to be a football season, it feels like, before we know it as you start talking about those preseason announcers teams. All right, so at Announcer Skeds, follow that on Twitter. It will be dark for just how long? How long are you wait for there, Phil? 
It's about a 11, 12 days that it'll, it'll be uh, dark. You know, people, you know, hey, you, you'll survive. It'll it'll be okay. We'll be back. You know, You're going to be walking the- through the hills of Portugal thinking to yourself, <laughs> who's announcing that game tonight? Yes. Um, yeah, for the for the sake of the the vacation, I thought I thought this was a a, a prudent uh, step. Probably so, um, a good decision. Yeah. So so uh, we'll see you back. You know, the first of June. Uh, can't wait to see the NBA finals. You know, and how how that shakes out. Obviously, a bunch of baseball this summer as well. But uh, appreciate everybody continuing to tune into the podcast, to follow the Twitter feed. You know, to support us. Uh, you know, for, to give us feedback and to also, you know, ask questions and that kind of thing. We just, we're junkies. We love talking to uh, this this sort of deal and, you know, appreciate TJ Rees, all he does for us as well. And, you know, the last word on sports guys. And, you know, I'll, I'll see you on the backside. You know, um, I'm, I'm marking my calendar for episode 51, Mike. Yeah, he'll be back for 51. We'll try to uh, get something together. We will get something together for episode 50, uh, whether we grab uh, a, a broadcaster, an analyst, some, some sort of thing. Maybe TJ and I will cut something up. Uh, but we will get number 50 on the books next week right here on Last Word on Sports. Don't forget, you got uh, Tell Me a Story I Don't Know with George Offman. You got Last Word on Sports Media with TJ. And, of course, you have the Announcer Schedules podcast. And look for more here on Last Word on Sports. For Phil, I'm Mike. This has been Episode 49 of the Announcer Schedules podcast. Have a great weekend and week, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.